0: It's Sirius FM one hundred
1: five point seven. Yeah, people, it's uh, Jumma Mubarak, Jumma, 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 Jumma to you all. Alhamdulillah, when it comes uh, to this time of the week or this weekday, when you're getting into the weekend, and I can hear many in it and they say, "Wow, it's weekend!" But in cup what they say? I don't know. They say, "Come, come, come." This is the we can know. I don't know. But Mufti Brian Smith has joined us uh, from uh, that part of the world. Uh, Mufti sahab, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for joining uh, us on your segment called Quickfire Q&A. How are you doing, uh, Mufti sahab? Yeah, Mufti, you are muted. You are muted. Unmute and talk to Mufti.
0: Wa alaikum. Allahi Ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shabbat. Yusuf serving all our listeners, masha'allah So good to be back uh, this time. Yes. Uh, the year went quickly. The weekend is going also quickly. Nowadays, everything made in China goes so quick. We can't even keep up anymore.
1: Yeah. Made in China, people. Yeah, all our Everything was plasticated. Made in China. While the questions are flying through Mufti Sahib and this one says, Assalamualaikum Mufti, certain EU countries require a PCR test again for people returning from China. Is this COVID-19 part two in action, Mufti? I like that JAWS two, part two. Uh, what was the other thing? Many things had, hey, part three, part four and
0: five. Go ahead, Mufti. Yes, so many different variations, so many different variants. Part two, part three. I saw, I read uh, on the news, uh, in fact, that uh, the European countries, they're encouraging other countries uh, to adopt that policy of testing all people returning from China because of the outbreak there, surge in cases, according to them. And uh, then many of these people returning to other countries with the fear and possibility of spreading what they call the COVID-19 virus. Uh, and then I read our South African news also and they say it's unlikely that uh, we'll have a second outbreak here. So uh, we cannot worry ourselves about what is happening there. If anything, uh, China just coughs, you know, and the whole rest of the world uh, the suffers from it. So we need to live, we need to continue living our lives. Remember, only 6% of Africa is fully vaccinated, and yet uh, we have the strongest people around, the least amount of people that died and passed away uh, during the so-called COVID business, you know. We shouldn't be too much worried about that. Some of these are only scare techniques to scare the people again. The year just started and they're coming with all this nonsense over again. We just continue to love and put out the wakul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ji.
1: outside uh, well Mufti. Uh, this question says, I bought uh, a piece of land uh, to build my future house on it. Is there zakat on it, huh, Mufti?
0: If you're not using the land for trade, meaning that you're not, uh, you didn't buy it uh, to resell it in future... Uh, to make a profit on it, meaning trading in land, uh, then there's no zakat on it because you'll be using it for personal use. Personal use in this case means that uh, you are going to uh, to build your future house in it. So that is personal property and not bought for, for trade and for commerce. So in this case, there will be no zakat on the G.
1: Question flying on the screen. It says, "Assalamualaikum." I have uh, read a lot of things uh, that uh, tell us what to read after Salah, like, astaghfirullah, Allahumma ajirni min nar, et cetera, kursi, and so forth. I'm confused on what to read first, in uh, what, in, and in what order. Please assist with some, uh, clarity on this, uh, on this issue. We have been bombarded, uh, Mufti, bombarded.
0: Yes, uh, I think it's because of the holiday and all those questions, you know, people, uh, surely need some answers. So, uh, first and foremost, Allahumma ajirna min nar, or Allahumma ajirni min nar, those are read after Fajr and after Maghrib immediately. That should be the first thing read in the morning uh, seven times, and the first thing read in the evening seven times. In that way, if you die during the night, uh, then you will be going to Jannah straight away. If you die during the day, you will also be going to Jannah straight away. Then after that, you can make your istighfar. Istighfar you can make immediately after Dhuhr, after Asr, and after Isha as well. And then the rest of your adhkar, Allah ma'inna ala dhikrika, wa husni ibadik that you can read also after your istighfar, So there are specific du'as that require uh, a person to read it immediately after salah, like Allah مَجِرْنَا مِنَ nar and then there are other istighfar and other du'as that you can uh, read intermittently or in between uh, the other du'as that you make or other adhkar that you make. So it is not so confusing, Shafat. You just have to know when to read what. And then, uh, Sayyidul Istighfar, that, you know, Allahumma anta Rabbi la ila anta, uh, that, uh, that you can read also, uh, after reading Allah jidna min in the morning and in the evening. Should you die, you will also go straight to Jannah, inshallah.
1: I'm you, Mufsi, this is a very powerful question Yeah, You ready for it? It's so powerful indeed. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, it I'm says, ready. You, I know you're ready. It says, uh,
0: what to do with stolen goods? Hey, this guy is playing the game. Hey, Shafat, you know, people stealing, they stole from our masjid also, everyone stealing. The worst part is that Muslims purchasing these things uh, without any iota uh, or of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what to do with stolen goods? You have to return stolen goods in the first place. It, it does not belong to you, but you have to return it in such a way that you do not implicate yourself so that people might think that you have uh, stolen those things, you know. So put it in a box and have it delivered and return back to the owner. If you cannot trace and locate the owner, uh, then you have to give the equivalent uh, of that uh, that you've uh, received. You have to give it in charity, take it out in charity. So if it's worth a thousand bucks of stolen goods, then take a thousand rand and uh, then you give that in charity and dispose of the stolen goods as well in any other manner. But you cannot support crime. That is why crime is thriving, because uh, there's buyers and there's takers and there's sellers. So as long as it's circle continues, then a crime will continue. You know, the moment we put our foot down and we do not support crime criminals in buying stolen stuff, then there will be no market for their shivad, and eventually, inshallah, it will die down. Gee,
1: uh, Yusuf Asma, money of the box? Come on, tell me loudly. Yeah, okay. the box. Hey, you heard it. Hey, hey. he's taking the box, uh, Mufti Sab. Can females wear crocodile skin bags, belts,
0: or shoes? Hey, the wit crocodile. Aka is no do it. I've seen this. I've seen the person here when I went to Brits also. I went to visit one crocodile farm and I saw that uh, the skinning process and the tanning etc. So any animal besides the pig and a dog, you know, that skin if it is cleaned, if it is tanned, and uh, then it is permissible to make uh, the jewelry from that, or in this case to make uh, handbags or leather products or sandals or bags etc. Uh, you can use it if it has been purified, if it has been cleaned, even if it is from animals uh, that we cannot consume like the crocodile in this case. So that also we can use after it has gone through the purification process, which is called a tanning. But it is very, very, very expensive. Shafat, uh, one small purse will seem to make like 5,000 bucks or so, but uh, people buy these things, you know.
1: Yeah, Mufti, they call it the broadband talak, yeah. It says, is a talak
0: via WhatsApp or Instagram valid, Mufti? It is valid, yes, and it's quite common also nowadays that uh, people will send a, a, a talak message via WhatsApp, via Instagram, via Facebook. But what you need to do, you need to ascertain that uh, if the sender, in fact, did send it or did someone else use that person's phone. See, sometimes a person will have access to your phone by having your password and will send a Talaq message from there. So if it is from your husband, then you will have to verify and ask and ascertain that that did he indeed send that message, you know. If it is not a voice note, if it is a typed message, if it is a voice note, then you will know it comes from him. So if he acknowledges that he sent uh, talak via WhatsApp, talak via uh, email, via Instagram, etc., then the talak is valid and binding also. It is not ethical because you could have done it in person. Unless there's uh, circumstances where you are in one part of the country, and uh, your wife is in another part of the country or you're not allowed to go near to etc., uh, then, of course, uh, that would be the uh, other route to take also G. Uh, Mufti Sahib, why are people always
1: worried about January and its uh, financial problems?
0: It is, uh, Shabbat. You know, I was just reading uh, earlier yesterday that uh, January is the Ramadan of the poor people because people hardly eat and drink during the month of January. just coming from the month of parting. I think it has to do with a uh, very, very weak iman and very weak uh, tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, uh, you know, that we've been uh, fed this concept that uh, it is a month of worry, February worry, and then only in March we'll start marching. So this is completely wrong, you know. the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sustained us through all the other months that has passed will certainly sustain us. Uh, we should focus less on negativity. I think that should be my uh, Jummah bayan today, you know less about the negativity being fed from the kuffar, and keep on with our reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, insha'Allah. And through that, Allah, inshallah will increase our sustenance, and Allah will put barakah in our lives. Gee.
1: Yeah, Mufti, I recall that January, February, March, April, May, and Augustus, November, September. we did it in Afrikaans and English. What happened yes. to that? Uh, you remember that, Mufti?
0: I remember we were taught that in school. Uh, it was like a rhyme, and you could almost say it was like a song. So those were during the apartheid era, apartheid, apartheid regime, and uh, they taught us that, you know, nowadays the coons and the minstrels here in Cape Town, that uh, they've been sing, singing that uh, throughout January, you know, marching and parading uh, through the streets, and uh, like monkeys also dressed like clowns, red noses, white faces. People get angry when I say, or when I call them, because they behave like monkeys, you know, jumping up and down and uh, dressing in funny colors and faces. Muslims I'm talking about, neither non-Muslims alone, you know, uh, parading and masquerading and then crying. We don't even have a bread money can we borrow a few tea bags give a little sugar but they're spending thousands uh, on acting like uh, like clowns in the streets but they're still singing that Shavadji.
1: Yeah and uh, yeah, they made it like an anthem. Uh, can uh, zakat money be given to prisoners uh, Mufti? You
0: have to ascertain first if the prisoner is poor. Sometimes a prisoner is in prison but he still has access to his finances. He still has access to his legal team. Uh, you find a lot of these uh, people in prison, Lani's. In fact, they raided uh, one prison, I think, two, three days ago yesterday. They found a Wi-Fi router, cell phones, smart watches, and a host of other drugs and ev- every other type of things. you know. So prison life is almost like the outside life, just, just it is a bit concealed. If the prisoner is poor and he is zakatable, well, he has absolutely no income, and he has needs, then you can give zakat to that person. For that prisoner, your zakat will become discharged. Gee. Uh,
1: Mufti sahab, uh, level 9 uh, weather warnings for, for KZN and torrential rain in Johannesburg. Is this climate change or warning from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala?
0: Climate change is something that the West wants us to believe. That requires a specific bayan, a special bayan, you know. There's also interference with the weather and how they play with the weather and all these things. It is also something separate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitting them uh, to do that cloud seeding, for example, or harp, HAARP, you know, that are all factors. And then you get this this uh, uh, torrential rains, uh, weather uh, uh, warnings, uh, Cloud, uh, what is this, uh, level nine, and even in Johannesburg also. So these are all warnings from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When there's corruption in the land, like when people do not pay zakat, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds the rain. But when people are busy with gambling, and other monetary sins and vices and conning and thus and that. And then the floodgates are open to clean the earth. And in uh, that way, that Muslims and non-Muslims will perish. As for a believer, when he dies in that state, inshallah, it will be a blessing for him, you know. But if you're a disbeliever rejecting Allah, then that will be a form of punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But either way, the infrastructure becomes damaged and houses becomes flooded and people start losing everything, you know. So don't take it lightly. I know people, one person said that I'm a fortune teller. How could I foresee that all these rains are coming? When we look at the hadith and the Quran, you know, Allah's punished other nations before, and we see the same sins being committed here, then we know that this is the sunnah of Allah. This is how Allah deal with the humanity. So make istighfar, repent, and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make these type of rains, inshallah, into beneficial rain. Being. You heard that, people? Sunnah to Allah.
1: The Sunnah of Allah. Now, put that, yeah, Mufti is teaching you a good lesson there. Sunnah to Allah. You can see that Qomalut and this one and that one and Pharaoh. what that's Sunnah to Allah. Hey, Mufti, sir, you're a great teacher. You know that. You are one of the best, <laughs> I'm telling you. Mufti, what is the ruling regarding online
0: forex trading? Forex trading, uh, Shifat, uh, the, that is not permissible, you know, unless... Uh, both currencies are, or at least one of the currencies is in the person's ownership, because when people do forex or online uh, trading in foreign currency, whether it is dollar, whether it is rupees or, or euros, etc., neither person of the, of the two people own a currency. They're just trading. Uh, so it is almost like imaginary trading that this one is buying dollars and that one is selling uh, a yen. Or, or, or rupees, et cetera. So they don't own it. A person needs to own at least one of the currencies in order to trade with it. So if there's no uh, legal ownership of that currency, then it is riba. It is interest-based, and that's why it is not permissible in Islam. And uh, there's a lot of ads and pop-up ads on, on your applications and on your phone inviting you towards a forex trading. Uh, the Muslim should be careful when engaging in these type of things. you know. And some of it uh, promises you a good return also, uh, uh, on your investment. Those are all uh, lucrative from the outside in order to draw you into these river based uh, transactions. So consult your local scholar, let him look at the fine fine print of, of uh, the modus operandi of how it's uh, being operated. And then from there, he will give you a, a, a scholarly view, a fatwa regarding that. But uh, generally speaking, it won't be permissible. One thing I know about Mufti Brian Smith, he's not a scholar or dollar
1: Mm-mm, icon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The man, he said, no, 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 I do it for Allah. With Umrah season in full swing, Mufti Saab, can one uh, with debt perform
0: Umrah, or should the debts be settled first? <laughs> hey, Umrah uh, season is in full swing, Shabbat. every day you see people leaving by the roads, in it, uh, you know, uh, span of people leaving for Umrah. So your debts, uh, debt receives, uh, or that should receive your uh, your your uh, full attention first. That is your priority because it is hakul it is what you own another human being, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question you regarding that. If you have made prior arrangements with that person that you owe money, and he gives you permission and he tells you, you can pay me off later, uh, then you can go for Umrah, no problem, you can go and perform it, as long as you have a mutual agreement in place between you and between uh, the creditor uh, that you owe money. Other than that, Shafat, I would still advise the people that Umrah, you can perform again, that first settle your death because when you die, you're going to be answerable regarding those debts. G.
1: Well said. There, I heard in a lecture that uh, 4,000 angels uh, say "Amin" to the du'a upon the completion of the Quran. Is that true, Mufti?
0: Yes, Imam Nawwirahimulla Taala. You know, one of the, of the illustrious Shafi scholars, he mentions uh, this narration also in uh, in al-adkar in his uh, books, and uh, then uh, Imam. A uh, darimi also mentions a similar narration, uh, whereby if a person completes the Quran and makes a dua, then 4,000 angels, now 4,000 noble angels, uh, they say amin to the dua. So what a beautiful thing to do, especially for those homes that require barakah, uh, those homes where everything is unsettled, you know, where there's tension between uh, the, the people, inhabitants of the dome. Where you don't sleep, uh, where the children fighting with one another, that bring one Hafiz up if you cannot do it on your own. Invite one Hafiz up, you know, let him complete the Qur'an in the comfort of your own home. And make one special, sincere dua. And inshallah, that narration is suitable for quotation. So 4,000 angels will be saying, 4,000, that's close to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will be saying, amin to all your duas, Ji,
1: Yeah, Mufti, you still keep that tradition going for me. May get uh, one uh, student of ours uh, of yours to read for us uh, Quran up.
0: That I've never stopped. sure That uh, that continue even in our own household. At least for the month minimum, that uh, we have to re- uh, we uh, have to complete the Quran at least twice. That is from uh, my side here. That besides from my children's side, you know. So these traditions we have to keep alive because uh, that brings barakah in peace and contentment uh, from the uh, of the heart also. Ji.
1: Beautiful indeed there, Mufti Saab. Uh, from KZN to Cape, many beaches are not suitable for bathers. What's happening, Mufti?
0: Hey, Shabat, I'm telling you, so many Indian, so many GP number plates still roaming around here. Uh, people are running away from the E. coli waters of uh, KZN. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Joburg doesn't have a beach. And when they came here, uh, they found out that uh, the top beaches, I'm talking about the Platinum Mile, uh, Buck Oven and uh and in Strand Gardens Bay and all these other places uh, that uh, raw sewage went into the waters. They're blaming now load shedding, uh, and the pumps has packed up, and this happened, and that happened. But sometimes it is sabotage as well, you know, in order to discredit the, one of the best uh, municipalities in the in the country, uh, which is the Western Cape Best-run municipality, at least for the rich people, not for the poor people. For the poor people, it's the worst municipal, municipality. But nevertheless, so now people can't, uh, come and swim here. So what they have to do, they have to go to all these different type of resorts and go spend their money at that side. And the beaches that I've mentioned, those are blue flag beaches. And then on top of that, you had the seal incident the other day also, where one pup about 10 kg started attacking people at Clifton's fourth beach. Now Clifton is that area where home started, about 20 million up to 300 million bucks. And uh, one American actress was also caught, you know, that seal snapped it uh, also. So uh, here's uh, some weird things happening in Cape Town, Shavatji.
1: Yeah, I know. A lot of things happen in Cape Town. It's a trendsetter. Uh, uh, Mufti Sahab but <laughs> Alhamdulillah, you are the, <laughs> And I believe it at that. Uh, Mufti Sahab, what should a wife in an abusive marriage do?
0: There's many options, uh, Shavadji. You know, there's different types of abuses also there's verbal abuse, there's physical abuse, there's mental abuse, and uh, you'll find these uh, feminist and uh, pro-feminist people, they'll be scratching at many, many things. Some of these arguments can be resolved between husband and wife uh, if they only start communicating and sitting with one another. Others require the help and assistance of uh, family members, senior family members that need to be called in to resolve issues, you know, and then if it uh, goes further and it gets out of hand, then uh, the services of an alim is required in order to do some arbitration to establish that who is uh, the guilty party. So that is what people uh, should do. You know, Uh instead of opting, the first thing that you want to do is uh, want to run in, in the marriage. One, in uh, a uh you've been married 15 years. 15 years you tolerated him smoking ganja and pot, and uh, overnight you want the molding, uh just to come and absolve uh, the, the the marriage. It doesn't work like that. Reconciliation gets a preference over separation. So any alim will first do is attempt to reconcile uh, between the two couples because that is what the Quran exhorts us to do, instead of just splitting up uh, couples and splitting people. So there's many, many things. And if everything uh, fails, uh, Shafad is also the legal aspect, which is the last resort. You know, that's when the wife's uh, when the wife's life is really in danger and uh, she cannot tolerate it anymore. Then the alim will advise accordingly. Also, G. It's a very po- uh, yeah, brilliant point indeed.
1: Reconciliation is the uh, ultimate. You know, you work and you find every excuse and every avenue to keep it together. And the last resort, when Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's arsh is shaking, then and then it gets out, But I think you know we play very lightly on this. That should be emphasized uh, with that uh, you know uh, uh, strong conviction that you are given this morning, Mufti.
0: Yes, because we've made halal using Allah's name when we got married. You know that uh, we said those beautiful words that we're taking, uh, you, you know, in, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now when we end off, or we end off the nikah, or we end the marriage also, then Ibn Sa'akum bima'arufina or yasam says the Qur'an, Either you keep it uh, beautifully or you separate amicably. Amicably is the key word here. Yeah, you know, don't go and uh, air out uh, everyone's uh, dirty laundry now. You've been uh, married for so long. Uh, I'm sure there's been m- many, many uh, happy memories as well and good memories. But you won't hear them speak about that. They will only throw out the bad things uh, of mm-hmm. one another, and that is wrong. So you as a listener, you as a counselor, you have to separate that. Otherwise, they'll tell you what's been happening for the past 15 years. We don't want to know that. We want to know what is the actual problem, and from there the counselor will gauge and see that uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, reconciliation is possible here, yeah. and uh, uh, it, uh, there's no need for separation, because when there's separation, then there's children involved also, then uh, from there it will go to maintenance court and in fighting and fighting, you know, all unnecessary uh, things, and if, if only we can open up the lines to communication and get the couples to communicate if they could put their cell phones down at night and switch off the tv and speak like normal couples like our, our grandparents spoke to one another there would be more respect in marriages but the wife gets into bed she's laying on the cell phone the husband gets into bed he's back turned to her he's on his cell phone by the time minutes so they have to go sleeping on no communication and uh, no responsibilities no how was your day-to-day and what can i do and what you can't do we're living past one another that is the problem technology started taking over our lives. And then uh, when the the, the bomb sort of explodes and then everything comes crumbling down, may Allah protect our family. You know, Mufti, you make a very valid point
1: indeed, I know on the Facebook and the Instagram and all these things, uh, a couple uh, that had a you know bad experience, especially, you know, you get a divorce uh, and uh, you find that uh, the, the bitterness is spewed out on uh, social media. And then you get a whole big following all, you know, complimenting the person. Yes, go for it, don't hide your feelings, talk about it. But in the house of Islam, this is uh it's not allowed, Mufti Saab.
0: Yes, because what the Quran says, if there's a dispute, hakamam min ahli or hakamam min ahliya, that from the main side they should be appointed an arbitrator, a neutral person, and from the woman side also should be appointed a neutral arbitrator. So people who are not biased and they will discuss and they will resolve the issue. See, Islam first gave the immediate family the uh, uh, opportunity to listen to what is the actual problem between couples before the imam steps in. Here we're running to the imam first, who's a complete stranger, and Mm -hmm. he needs to resolve everything overnight. We're looking at it completely wrong. Uh, Islam is given certain steps, you know, uh, advice for the couple that uh, what you should do. If you uh, you fear that uh, there will be, a, uh, you know, the marriage will terminate, et cetera, then call in the immediate family. And then you call in uh, expert help. But we are running straight to expert help. And expert help sometimes doesn't have your best interest in that because his time is limited. He's got other cases to deal with. So sort it out amicably amongst oneself. And uh, inshallah, in that way, the marriage can still survive.
1: Also, the Mufti sahab, don't put the cart before the horse and things like that. And uh, uh, who better than family members, a party from her side and the party from the uh, boy's side, all get together, but these should be the wise men of the family and the wise woman all talking and, you know, working and thrashing matters out, inshallah, and asking Allah to bring up a reconciliation. Mufti sahab, you're absolutely, mashallah, as Yusuf says here, Mufti on fire. Mufti, uh, not that other fire now. Hey, hey, don't get it wrong eh? Not the
0: fire of Jahannam, and not the fire worshipping also. <laughs> and the fireworks. <laughs> and not the, no, fireworks is done now, you know, the fireworks, that part is completed. Cape town is back to its poor stage. So uh, we're just getting on, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Mufti sahab. your parking words uh, before I let you go. Allah, Allah, bless us, Ummah Shabbat, Abandon Durood. Abundant salutations upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even in that, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove our anxieties and Allah will remove many, many of our problems and much of our difficulties as well. Until next time, insha'Allah, tazakum la Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wa, wa barakatuh.
1: Wa wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to Mufti Ibrahim Smith. And Jazakallah uh, to all of you for sending in those uh, very probing questions and Mufti, mashallah, answering them uh, brilliantly. Yusuf Asmal, top tech as usual. People, keep it locked on to uh, our station, Surius FM, uh, for beautiful programming, a uh, lovely nasheed interspersed. And uh, don't forget, a uh, spiritual hour will be coming through and uh, Mufti A.K. Hussain's uh, uh, translation of the Jummah Qutbah also on the platform from the team and I till we meet you again, we bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa